This is just a quick message before the episode to remind you that you are listening to Mark and Paul's Opinion Hour, but you are about to hear Paul and I refer to the show as the best podcast. This is due to unforeseen incompetence. If you'd like to know more about why and what happened, I'll refer you to the disclaimer you'll find before episode one. If we could just get these first five episodes done and we can put the whole sorry affair behind us. Anyway, that is all. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to The Best Podcast, a podcast conceived to find the best of everything. Each week, myself, Paul Clayton, and my friend over there, Mark Barron, will debate, discuss, and whittle down a series of picks from our chosen theme. Real-world reviews with little evidence and too much opinion. Today, our theme is comedy. Let's get on with the pod. Hi there, Paul. So here we are, episode four. We're back for another episode. Hello. So what we are going to do, what we've always agreed, and I'm going to do again this week at the start of this podcast, is we're just going to have a little bit of analysis about last week's podcast. Okay. Because, you know, this is still, we're still on the learning curve. I think. Oh, certainly. I think we've still got a bit to learn. You haven't, so Paul hasn't actually yeah. heard the last episode yet. It's going to be tricky for me because I'm going off vibes from the recording yeah. session last week. So what I'm going to do, having had the benefit of listening to it, is I'm just going to sort of explain to Paul some of the things that I picked up that will perhaps try and change this sure. week or a couple of little tweaks. And I'll either agree or disagree, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, but just know that whatever Paul says comes from a complete position of ignorance. <laughs> I'm not just for more so than usual. (laughs) So, the first thing was the sound. So, when your friend Kelly listened to that episode and she came back going, Oh, yeah, the gain's too high. So, we lowered it a bit last week. I don't think I lowered it enough. So, I know I've lowered it a bit more, but this now might be sounding a bit too quiet. Right. So, I'm apologies for that, listeners, if you're listening to this, because I haven't heard this back yet. Yeah. That's confusing, isn't it? You know? Well, you know what they say, It's like time travel podcasting, isn't it? You know what they say. No pain, no gain. Oh, he's he's done that gag. Every time I've mentioned gain for this whole fucking enterprise, he's done that gag. That's like the fifth time I've heard him do that gag. I I will say that Mark kind of sits opposite me at the beginning of these and we talk about what we're going to do and he bangs on about gain. I I have to say, I've got absolutely no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't really either. It's just, it's the name of a slider on one of the bits of software we use. So as far as I'm concerned, Okay. anyway, hopefully with what I've done this evening, it'll get even a bit better. But you know, if you're a bit of a sound, I don't want to say sound Nazi, that seems wrong, doesn't it? But if you're a bit particular about the sound quality of your podcast, all I can do is apologise. You've got to worry about the, the, what that looks like written down on the page, sound <laughs> yes, Nazi. Absolutely. He's quite a sound Nazi, all in all. <laughs> anyway, so that was one thing. Oh, another personal thing. So I've actually listened back to all the previous three episodes in the last couple of days. Yep. Man, I, I talk about drinking quite a lot. Okay. I just, I don't want the listeners to think that I'm a complete alcoholic. Not complete. But... But I think it's probably fair. I think they've already picked up that I, I like a drink. Socialising with my friends is like one of my favourite activities and that normally involves a bit of a drink. Yeah, fair. But I just want the listeners to be reassured. I don't I think I have a drinking problem. Okay. I don't midweek drink, for example. Okay. Yeah. Good for you, man. It sounds like now you're overreaching on your... Yeah, I mean, I do, of... other, I do other things. <laughs> exactly. You know? I, and I'd like to point out <laughs> to, to, to the listeners and, and especially my children, 
I, I'm a very moderate drinker and I have never been drunk in my life and neither should they be at any point. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Paul's children, and only Paul's children, yes. must never drink. Yeah, no, yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yep. What else, what else, what else? So, oh yeah, well we sort of agreed this actually after the end of last week that we'd been doing like news stories. Yes. We both basically struggled to find what we thought would be podworthy news stories and then we sort of decided well we're sort of trying to force this a bit now yeah so we agreed that we'd only do the news story bit again if we actually came across something organically that we're like oh that's cool i want to put that on the pod yeah and i think what we're trying to do is we're trying to sort of have reoccurring segments throughout the podcasts yeah. that we can kind of go back to and look and and again in, in the spirit of kind of self-improvement i think that we we took it and, and looked at it and thought it was a bit forced it, it at, was. at points. So we've decided to drop that this week, and but it might, it might come back in the future. Like Mark back. said, if if we happen to find something, you know, during that week that kind of makes us think, oh, it's a nice one, let's, let's talk to the listeners about that. We don't want to weigh ourselves down with unnecessary and arbitrary rules. Indeed. Right, so okay. let's just not, let's agree not to do that. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Right. We'll never, ever let ourselves get weighed down by unnecessary rules i think in terms of fact checking corrections oh, for last okay. week we, there was only one and we oh. weren't far off go on so you talked about the best dancing in a movie in a film yes and you mentioned pulp fiction yep and we were talking about jack slims is it jack rabbit slims it's jack rabbit slims so we were almost there yeah. we just missed the rabbit bit yep so not not as bad a you know snooker as snooker that's not the right word I, I do, I do miscue. Yeah, miscue. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, last week I did think a few times, and maybe it's again, let's let you know, open the curtain a little bit and let people in behind. Is that I had had a few cans of cheap gin and tonic. Aldi cheap j- cans of gin and tonic. Aldi cheap cans of gin. No, it was Aldi. Good. Actually, it was little. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, and just for the listeners' benefit, yep. it was Paul's first time in a little. It was this time last week. It was. It was my yeah, absolutely. I've I've been one week since my first time at Little. I've, I've marked it off on my calendar. And what did you think? Do you think you'll be going back? Oh, absolutely. I I, I have to say I did struggle with the the middle aisle, which you know, some power, which, confusing power tools <laughs> weren't there, in which there was a lathe. <laughs> yes, I think which yeah. confused me. But the you know right by I, the milk, yeah, <laughs> milk and lathe. Uh, uh, but I did manage to get myself some cans of gin and tonic and, mm. and some Pringles. And some cashew nuts, so yeah, which all came to about eight pounds forty-one. There you go, you see. About eight pounds forty-one. Yes. The power of the German supermarket. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. On that, I had had a couple of cans of gin and tonic, and I did feel like at times I was losing my words. Mm. There was, I was reaching for words here and there, couldn't find them, and that, yeah. You know, when I thought back through it, I thought maybe next time I won't have quite that many. Cans of gin and tonic. So tonight I'm completely sober. And I, you can hear the collective sigh of relief from, from everyone. From everyone. <laughs> Paul's going to lay off the sauce tonight yeah. and string a sentence together. No, no, I wasn't good luck. I wasn't too bad. <laughs> I just kind of, it was at that stage where I was just kind of, probably thought I was slightly funnier than I was. Oh, no. Listen, I've listened back to it. Okay. That didn't occur to me when I listened to oh, it. Oh, great. Well, no, that's, that's not good. to say you won't, you know... You're, you're, you know, I find one is more critical of oneself. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. And that's it. That was it. Really? From, like, the analysis that I... That's all that I wrote down. Hey, that's so not I bad. All in all. Uh, I, I suppose one thing that we did at the end of the uh, the record, we said, 
what we would do is, and this this might, it doesn't make any difference really to anybody how you're listening to it, but we're going to start our sort of recording tonight by just by doing our one of one of our longer bests because I think it, we feel like it kind of gets us into the the patter a little bit more than starting with some of the smaller bitty segments. Yeah. So with no further ado, shall we do that? Yeah. Why not? Great. So our theme this week is comedy. And so the one of the categories we have is best comedy character. Indeed. So this is an interesting one for me. I've got one that's probably right smack bang at the top of my list. I reckon mine is probably going to be the same as yours. Yeah. I think probably knowing you, uh, knowing you like I know you, I think probably... Knowing you like you know me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, we're, we might agree on this one. I've got a few kind of ideas. I've jotted down, I went onto the, the internet... Really? Yeah. Well, you didn't you consume all of the internet the last for the last? <laughs> amount, I think you mentioned in the last episode. Yes, but it's it's always growing. Right. True. The, the internet. It's Keeping always, up people, is, yeah. is a you know it's a nightmare mugs game, isn't it? So I went on and sort of googled around a bit to find Britain's greatest comedy character. Now this is obviously Britain's as well. So I've yeah. got a few written down that are American. Yep. And a few that are British. A few from the past. Mm-hmm. A few, you know, I've kind of. Then a few different bests for me, for sort of growing up, maybe an American one, but then I've got my definitive best. I don't know how you've done it. Yeah, so I've got, I've written down four names, and two are British characters and two are American. Okay. One is fictional. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) they're all fictional. One (laughs) is animated, should I say. (laughs) (laughs) So so what are they going to be? My brother? Yeah. I mean, he's a real character. Yeah, no, one is animated. Yeah, I've also got a couple of sort of like you know we could look at different criteria. So of course you could do it across whether it's TV or films, yep. or as we discussed in the last episode, could be both. Yes, in some cases, I've got here whether we're going to focus on British because obviously we mm. grew up with a lot of British characters, or whether we're going to consider more global. So one of the things I've got written down here, I don't think is that funny, but they're such a global phenomenon. Yep, I wonder if they deserve mention. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but anyway, you carry on. You you you've got more names than me, so you start. Well, going yes, some. I suppose that I've got lots that are singular characters in a series or or film. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I haven't really got many in films because of the, the the criteria I'm about to mention, which was for me they sort of have to appear in many different guises, maybe across multiple series mm-hmm. or mediums. Yeah. Media, you yeah. would say that. So it was very different. The only film franchise I could really think of that was comedy in that regard was Fletch. Remember the Fletch, the Chevy Chase films? Fletch Lives, Fletch... No? It rings a bell now you mentioned it, but I don't or, really Or know. Chevy Chase again in the National Lampoon's films. National Lampoon's. The Griswolds kind yeah. of, you know. That's a, but I couldn't really think of comedy films in which there's sort of reoccurring characters. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, the reoccurring thing is interesting. I mean, you could just look at it that, you know, a character in a comedy film yeah. that was very funny could possibly fit the bill. Yeah. But I think the fact that you want them to have, you know, repeated the success yeah, in ex- multiple ex- different existed. iterations. Then. For example, so for an example for me, Frasier is one of them. Yeah. Obviously, yep. Frasier 
having appeared as a character in Cheers, Indeed. and then going on to for his own in his own character in in you know the Apollo. Is Frasier a funny a funnier character than Niles, for example, who didn't appear in Cheers, but is probably a funnier character in my yeah, opinion. interesting. Yeah, I suppose he Frasier sometimes is the foil, isn't he, to Niles? Very much. Yeah, so that that would be interesting. One of the things that I did find really interesting in in doing a bit of research for this is. There's not many female characters. Yeah, my I, mine's short on females. <laughs> I've only just realised that. Yeah. But yeah. It's really interesting. I've got one. Right, that, okay. That I, I would say, and it's a recent one, it's Fleabag. Oh, do you know what? That crossed my mind. But yeah, yeah I think that's a good show. That's a really as, good show. As a, a brilliantly written, very funny, uh, and again, it started as a stage show Went on to yeah, it was a one-woman show that Phoebe Waller-Bridge did. She's brilliant. The National Theatre, yeah, and then went on to 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 the BBC series, right? And a a couple of series as well. So you know, a a big kind of uh, you know uh, success Mm. and very funny, well-written character. She didn't she get brought on board for the last Bond film? Yeah, she punched it up, right? Yeah, and specifically, I think to write the female characters a bit more rounded. Oh, great! Again, and and so I found it really interesting that I did once I'd figured out that I couldn't find any female characters. I, I did. You could go back to sort of big American sitcoms like I Love Lucy, I Dream of Jeannie, the very kind of old sort of 50s 60s ones that were centered around those kind of Mm -hmm. those characters but recently 80s 90s and into the 2000s there isn't really many i mean and maybe please do write in and and suggest any because yeah Yeah. you know i'd hate to see that you know a a middle-aged white man maybe i've got a blind spot there but you know talking to the family as well they couldn't really think about many I mean, let me get, I mean, this isn't my choice, but yeah, one of the ones I wrote down. So I'm a huge fan of the American Office. We've discussed this in yep. the last episode. So I've got Dwight Schrute written down here, yep. who's probably my favourite character from that. Probably the one I find the funniest. However, I could have easily picked one of four or five female characters yes. that were also, you know, play for laughs and are very funny and are in every single season. But probably and... not as, as rounded as characters. <clears throat> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably not as focused on as much. So, yeah, yeah they haven't had an opportunity. I mean, you know so. a lot about Dwight, don't we? About the farm and farm the beets and, and the, the, the nose and the yeah. characters that are in it throughout the whole time. I mean, there's what, nine seasons of it. Mm. So, they do kind of get fleshed out. Yeah. So, so, every single character, there's not that many characters in it. And yeah. there's a ton of episodes so that's true but yeah you're right it's Shrite funny it's probably from, focused on a bit more so. from from the same universe i've got michael scott written down as oh, one okay. of mine. so an interesting kind of interestingly i've never found him or the david brent especially funny in that yeah it was the uh, always being the other I, they've actually sort of annoyed me a bit mm. but i've understood that they're a sort of necessary evil because so much of the other stuff comes off of that yeah absolutely it, he, he's the the whirlwind yeah. That sort of attracts the comedy exactly. within, you know, within the, but the series. The things, his antics, Michael Scott's or David Brett's antics, aren't the things I'm normally laughing at. Yeah, no, know? that's fair enough. Yeah. Or, or you're laughing at him yeah. rather than with him, yeah, which yeah. is different. And, you know, again, I had David Brent written down here, but I've always struggled with The Office as a laugh out loud comedy. Oh, I can, really? I, well, I, I loved it when it was first on. I've, I found it more groundbreaking and more interesting than I necessarily found it hilariously funny. I mean, I've, I've laughed more at the American office right, yeah. than I probably ever did, <clears throat> but, but there was more of a sort of a cringe comedy yeah. to 
the, the the office. I'm not going to call it the office UK because it's just the office. Right. I was just. I was. I, I was a bit confused which one you were talking about. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I get it. I get it. What you're saying. No. Yeah. So you know, the, 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 that's a few to throw out there. Yeah. Okay. Look. On the that internet thing I was telling you about earlier on, there's a list from the, the British the British greatest comedy characters from the British Comedy Guide, which was basically made up a, a jury made up of g- journalists, comedians, Marcus Briggs, Stark, Sally Phillips, and a few other kind of jur- comedy journalists. Okay, and they came the, up the, the, the real big hitters, the big hitters. Yeah, a list of of seven. It was one of these, I think, Talking Head. Programs on Channel Four, I think, okay. or something. I'm glad Sally Phillips is still getting work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good for you, Sally. So, number, I've got the top seven here for some reason. Everybody wants to know the big top seven. The right? top seven, yeah, absolutely. Top seven is what everybody's asking about. Yep. So, number seven was Rick from the Young Ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He kind of scared and repulsed me a little bit too much. Yeah, to yeah, like him. Exactly. Yeah. Then it was Fleabag. Yeah. Uh, number six. Number five was Basil Fawlty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then, great. I mean, in my childhood, yeah, the family moments watching Faulty Towers were great. We're watching it the first time it came out, and that was appointment television. Yeah, back when appointment television was like all television. In all fairness, yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, just television. <laughs> yeah. yeah, number four is Blackadder. Edmund Blackadder. Oh yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yep. he was on my list as one across different genres. Oh, well, not genres, different series, I should say. Allow me just quickly interject yeah, sure. to explain why I thought that was interesting. Is mm. that I've got Mr. Bean. Oh, yes. Now, I don't find Mr. Bean funny and never have done. Yep. But as a global phenomenon, phenomenon, do, phenomenon. Do, 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 do. I'm going to put one of those will be right and I will edit it later. But then the problem is my do, 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 do. Yeah. Don't make, anyway, go I'm on. I'm not going to try and say it again. But yeah, so the fact that it's been so successful... And it's because, obviously, there's very little language in it. So you yeah. can sell it to other countries very easily. But, yeah, I just thought that was worth a mention. I, I On some agree. levels, it's perhaps the most successful ever comedy character. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to hear. No, I wouldn't be surprised. But Commercially, if, if, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. If you look at the commerciality of it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Number, number three was David Brent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As a character, maybe. Number two was Del Boy. Okay, yeah. I yeah. mean, sure. Yeah, yeah. no. I, no, I mean, it's hard to knock it. And again, used to watch it at home with the family, yep. religiously, yep. and loved it. Yeah. I don't think I'd watch it these days. I wouldn't go back and watch that, I think, like no, I, I would a Frasier, for example, yeah. or a Cheers. I think it's very much of its time, isn't it? It's very much kind yeah. of dates quite I think so. Yeah. So number one, I won't say because it's my pick. Right. But I will kind of go through a few of, of my picks there. So that was the, the the Britain's greatest comedy character. Right. List. Yeah. yeah. A few of mine, American wise, I suppose. If I can go through a few of those, Ron Swanson. Oh um, yeah. From Parks and Rec would yeah. be a, a, a big one of mine. Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. I don't know whether you ever. I mean, watched. I love the show. He's not my favourite character from. No, that. really, he's great. Phil, I, I maybe. It's again, funny enough, actually, you know, thinking about, I, I mentioned my kids quite a lot and maybe that's a bit boring. Oh, you, you identify with Phil Dunphy. Is that what I you're identify with Phil Amazing. Dunphy. Amazing. I, I see think. it. I can totally I, see I that. I can kind of see that cringy <laughs> sort of father. I've got Homer Simpson. Yes, well, here. that is the other thing I've written down apart from my actual oh, okay. choice. So I'm, I'm out now. You, you carry on. Okay, yeah. And then, so I th- as you were talking about, um, from your youth, the, the laughing, you know, the, the thing you most laughed at, I think mine would probably be Norman Stanley Fletcher from Porridge. 
Oh, okay. Ronnie yeah. Barker's character. Yeah, that was quality. Absolutely. Listen, I actually saw not some of that not that long ago, and the writing in that really stands out. Yeah. It's good stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Clement and Lafrenet, I think, was the writers. Of <laughs> Maybe, that. I don't know. Well, that might be one. Watch out, everybody, for the next podcast. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Probably we'll, have to correct we'll that. Up, yeah. But, yeah, and Malcolm Tucker as well is another one that I've put down from oh, the thick yeah, of it yeah. as, a, as a comedy character. Tell but the fuck in Maybe fuck the fuck off. Exactly, yeah. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, but my greatest or best comedy character. Well, should we say it together? Go on, go on. All right, on three, two, one... Alan, Alan Partridge. Partridge, of course. I mean, it's, it's, they've never put a, a foot wrong. No. No, some of the canon is perhaps slightly better than others. Yep. What did you think of the film? I thought the film was great. I, I loved, loved the film. it. Yep. It took a bit of a slating, and perhaps it is some of the weakest stuff in the canon. Yeah, maybe. But it's still really fucking funny. I laughed. That was a good cinema experience, actually, with a, you know, laughing. Oh, um, yeah, in but the cinema. I think that I, I've got to a stage where, actually, I, I, I did find the film very funny. But I wonder whether that's because I'm just always interested in what Alan's doing yes, now. Absolutely. And and they they've moved so sort of gracefully along mm. with him and it's so expertly done in that mm. at any point they could have turned him into a a sort of Piers Morgan y, Jeremy Clarkson y yep. person and they haven't. You still sort of root for him. At certain levels. Oh, definitely. And the other thing they could have done is that they could have put him into a scenario and kept him there. Yeah. You know, and just and just done series after series after series, yeah. and it would have been, you know, sort of decreasing returns. Yeah, I think. yeah, absolutely. But every single new iteration, like it's a couple of seasons, a couple of really good seasons, Yeah, like the Knowing Me, Knowing You. Although, was that just one season or was that two? I think it was two seasons of Knowing Me, Knowing You, I think. There was definitely two in the Travel Lodge, yeah. I think. And every new iteration like that. Yeah. The actual journey, like where they've moved him to. So the the, the script that you don't see, yeah. the bits between the seasons, is a story in and of itself. Well, That's uh, a narrative in and of itself, and I just can't think of any other show no. where I could say the same well, for. And the books. I mean, the books... Oh, the books are amazing. You know, it's... Nomad is is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, just... I, Alan Partridge. Yeah, it's just yeah brilliant. exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, just... The, the gaps they fill in and the, the canon that they sort of add to the Phenomenal. mix. And if, if you look at sort of the rich depth of the character, yeah. we know probably more about Alan than we do about virtually any other comedy character that's ever existed, I suppose. Yep. And that's sort of testament to... Armando Iannucci and Peter Bainham in the first place that yep. kind of and then the Gibbon brothers you know, and then the Gibbon, took, took, the Gibbon took the brothers on and just exactly. went with it, it was, oh, and it was and Coogan himself the knowing when to do the character and knowing when to step away yes absolutely has been there's always been a point at which I've I've, I've never kind of said oh, I've sort of had enough no now and so they always know when to stop yep but they sort of always think that you're going to bring them back. And sometimes I do think that it's the right thing to do, the Faulty Towers thing, the the Office UK thing, where it's, yeah. you know, one season, two seasons, well, leave always leave them wanting more. I was watching something recently, and in fact there was a joke in it. It's an American show, and there's a British character in it. And the British character is sort of jokingly... She's basically talking about an old, beloved sitcom yeah. in, in Britain. She said, oh, it ran for 16 years... They made 30 episodes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like an American gag, you know, because that's bad yeah. teeth, short TV series. That's what the British are. Oh, yeah. that's Brits. <laughs> yeah, so, and that, that, that sort of, I think it's testament to the writing in that 
I think that sometimes the ideas flow away from these people and they think I can't do any better than Vaulty Towers. And to be honest, maybe it, John Cleese hasn't done any better yeah. than than Faulty Towers. Possibly. And, you know, I would argue Ricky Gervais the same. I know that he had executive producer credits on The American Office, but... Yeah, I kind of like some of his much. stuff. Like, I quite like Derek. I thought it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was okay. Some of those, like, yeah, they've been yeah. pretty good. Afterlife was oh, a bit... Extras, I thought, was actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was I really, okay. I thought that was quality. Afterlife is a bit paint-by-number sitcom... Slightly yeah. maudling. I wasn't it a big fan. Made me cry. I have to admit. Did so it? If, it, if you know, if that's a, an achievement for it, which I guess it is, I guess that was trying. I suppose it is. So it worked for me certainly. Yeah, fair. But fair. then I'm a big old softy. I can't yeah, anything. I look at you. So. so yeah, I, I think that I would put forward, and I don't think I'm going to get much argument here from from you. I mean, uh, Alan Partridge my, is the greatest. My hand is poised over the bell, just to ding as soon as you you call it, basically. Okay, so for me and for Mark, the best comedy character is Alan Partridge. Now on to best thing that happened to us this week. So this is this is a segment uh, again that we're going to do every week. Basically kind of having a look back at our week, what some of the nice things that happened to us, what are the best things that happened to us. Take a that moment yeah. to smell the roses. And by roses, I mean, you know, the the roses are the thing, nice things that have happened to us this week that are sometimes easy to forget Great. with the constant stench of shit of all the bad things in our week. Yeah. So and I think this metaphor's helping, right? So what we're doing is rooting around in shit to find the roses. And then we're, we're smelling that rose. Then we're sm- smelling the rose. And we're writing that down. And then we're retelling that. And what the rose represents, we're saying on this podcast in this segment. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, as long as everybody's got that. I think that, do you think we could just like type that up and have it as an intro for every week? (laughs) Yes. I think, yeah, that's fine. So, you know, once you hit Maybe a jingle made out of it. Maybe a, (laughs) could you maybe put a bit of music over that? You could put it on a mug as well. Yeah, why not? Well, I don't think you could put it on a mug. (laughs) It's too big. A tea towel, maybe? I'll maybe give you. a tea towel. Right, have, you, so have you got one? I do have one, Go actually. On. I have to admit, I was str- struggling for, for one, and then this one suddenly came to me, and I'm like, oh, yes, this is actually a good one. Yeah. So, okay, I have to paint the picture here a bit. Oh, please. Last year, we went, a group, big group of us, and a lot of couples with children, yes. all did a big camping trip. Right. So it was in a place near Chew Magna, near oh, Bristol. Yeah. Beautiful part of the country. Yes. Mendips, I believe. Yeah, I think it probably is, isn't it? Mendips. All right. Well, that's one we can correct. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I've got to fucking Google. It's when not I'm the Quantox, this. is it? I don't think so. Anyway, it was a camping thing. So there was a communal barn area, which had yeah. a kitchen. So actually, it was a quite a nice sort of way to... And the parents loved it because it was... All of their kids were together, so yep. they all had people to play with. Lovely. And it was all... We were pretty much left on our own. We had the whole area. Nice. So the kids could run around. So the parents were just really cool with the fact that they didn't need to know where their kids were. And they, they all found this a complete revelation because I don't think many of them have this very often. Yes. Even on holiday, obviously, they're looking at... So everyone was really excited that they're somewhere. Now, for the parents, that was great. Lovely. As a non-parent, it was like fucking Lord of the Flies or something. Yeah. And what made it worse is that we were camping. And I, I kind of hate camping. I've done a lot of camping because I go to a lot of festivals. I did go to a lot of festivals. Too old now. But I am too old for that now. Yeah. And I just find going to bed in a tent the bleakest situation. So... So here's the thing that you might... Sorry, I mean, just just to interject, whether you've heard yet, you will have... I've never been to Lidl. Mm? I've never been to a festival. Never been to a festival? Never been to a festival. Wow. 
wow. Not even a just a day one, like in nope. Bristol or something, like a music festival. Nope. You've never stood in the middle of a park with a load of other people watching a band on an open stage. I've, I've watched a, a couple of bands. Right, okay, but, but not a whole not festival. not a festival. So I, I watched wow. Pulp in my time, and I, I went to see Oasis at Nebworth. Oh, okay, well, that's a good gig. But not a festival. No, not a festival. Anyway, sorry, go on. I mean, you must be a little bit dead inside if, you, if you've never done that. Is that fair to say, or is that a bit, bit harsh? Probably a bit harsh. When you say you you're not too keen on camping, <laughs> yeah, I I hate it. Yeah, me. Yeah, so I hate it with a fiery passion. Indeed. So the situation I had last year, is I that, can't understand why anybody would want to. No, it's it's a cheap way, and it's I can sort of understand if you've got kids. And so here's the thing. Yes, I, my camping setup isn't amazing. So okay. it's, it's I've never really invested in lots of niceties. Yes. With my camp. It's all very you know, utilitarian. Yes. I've got the tent, I've got a mattress, I've got a sleeping bag. What I've noticed is... You're not the kind of prick that puts fairy lights over the edges. No, I'm not, but that's what a lot of my friends would do. They bring all these extra lights and stuff. Apologies. And I've always sort of respected that, and I thought, okay, well, that's actually, yeah, you're making your space look quite nice, and I think that makes a lot lot of difference. Anyway, long story short, I was really arming an eye. Is it not a bit lipstick on a pig? (laughs) It's like fairy lights yeah, on a tent. Yeah, do you know what? I think it is. But what they these still guys, a fucking tent. The right? guys I'm thinking of, they've got a nice bell tent, so that looks quite charming. <sighs> and they've got all the things, and then they've bought like they bring loads of. I rugs. know exactly who you're talking about. Who do you think I'm talking about? I, I know, I know who you're Go talking on. about. Don't say about Ben and Zia. I'm talking about Ben and Zia. Go yeah. on, but and it's more Zia than Ben to be. Yeah, honest. I got that. But um, but theirs does look nice, and they bring loads of nice and blankets and rugs and things and it's it's nice yes and i just don't have that so when okay. i go to bed especially in, and we wake up probably a bit hungover okay. know, drinking lovely and then of course you've got kids running around like it's fucking lord of the flies and it, it, there were times last year where i just was not enjoying myself yeah so this year they're going to do it again we've had the whatsapp group going around and I've been a bit quiet on it. Yeah. Actually, I'm like, I'm not keep, sure I'm keep going. Keep your powder dry on that. I'm not sure I'm going. Well, so because I... of the kids? No, because of the camping more than anything, to be honest. Well. But here's the thing. I realised that they do other sort of accommodation. And actually, last year, we near our bit, there was like an old, like, big static caravan. Oh, okay. And I went on the website, and you can rent that. So actually, oh. but not that much. I mean, the difference between what I would pay to camp and what I'm paying for this caravan yep. is I would pay three it's, times that. For, it's for only, the, it's for only seven times more. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But So I've booked that, and now I've gone from a, oh, no, I'm not, not sure what I'm going to do. If I don't go, I'll regret it. If I yep. do go, I think I'll seriously just... Dis- yeah. Now I've got this caravan, and it's not even that nice a caravan. Yeah. The fact it will have a bed and a toilet, yes. and it's my own space... So here's the thing so I would be thing. worried about, given, given my propensity for catastrophism. Is that a word? Hmm. Is that what I'd be thinking now is that's all well and good, mm-hmm. but if it pours down with rain, yep. I'm going to have all these pricks in the caravan. No, 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 because... Everybody's have... coming into that caravan with me. Yeah, Everybody's it... going, oh, Mark, can I just... We'll just sit, can we just play cards in there for the afternoon? Yeah. Oh, can I bring the kids along? The kids are in there. It's like a bloody youth club in there. They've put a foosball table in there before you know it. <laughs> right? It's just, honestly, it's a nightmare, no? In well, my head. I, you mean, you, that, that's, that's a very funny little riff, granted. But unfortunately... 
as I mentioned earlier, there's a really big communal barn yeah. thing okay. that we've got, which has foosball in it, incidentally. Oh, cool. So this, this is it, that, that wouldn't happen. Okay. I, if, it, if it wasn't for that, yes, I'd be very concerned about that. Okay. I did actually mention on a thing about um, just keep your damn kids away from my caravan. Oh, lovely. A little jokey. And, ah! uh, well, you know. Keep your kids away from my caravan. And they caravan. said, oh, they're going to send them, send them like, up to knock on my door anyway. And I'm like, well, I hope they get, get on all right with the traps. Nice. And we realised that if I set traps to keep kids out, basically it's a classic reverse Home Alone scenario. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. So you're going to like like swing cans of paint at the kids? Yeah, I don't know. Where can you buy bear traps in the UK? You must be able to. I don't know. Claymore. Claymore. <laughs> Point this side at enemy. Mines, yeah, trip wires. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Oh, I think it's, it's pits with sharp sticks at the bottom. <laughs> I'm going to go full Rambo. I'm going to get there a week early and go full Rambo. On full, this. full Rambo. Indeed. Anyway, that's my good news, is that I've gone from a tricky situation nice. to I'm really now looking forward to this holiday. And the mo- the difference in money is more than worth it. <sighs> Total win. I like the sound of that. When is it? When is it? June. I think. Okay. I think June. Lovely. Yeah. Should be nice. So, uh, what about bit, you? Well, I struggled with mine a bit this week. It's been a bit sort of. My week's been very busy. Very sort of. Kids have been you know back to the back to school. It's been settling into the old routine. Mm-hmm. It's been very sort of, you know, a bit dour up at six o'clock every well, morning. Well, it was Blue Monday, this Monday just gone, wasn't it? Yes. I think is what they call so, it. So I, I've got two things. One is a small thing. It's that I found a podcast to listen to. This is a bit kind of on the nose, but mm. getting, you know, called West Wing Weekly. Oh, I love it. I mean, I've never heard it, but yep. I didn't even know it existed. So it's I with love the West Wing. Joshua Molina, who played Will Bailey on West Wing. And a guy called Rishi Hereway, Hereway Case, who is, does another podcast called Song Exploder. Okay. And they basically go through each of the episodes of The West Wing, episode by episode. And they, they're doing it. It started in, like, 2016. Yep. And so I, you can one of the great things about it now is you can go back and listen to all of it. So what, I'm just trying to remember. So I've seen The West Wing, all like, several times. Yes. I think six seasons or five seasons? Seven seasons. Seven seasons? Yes. Of like 20 odd episodes? 22, probably, yeah. But they knock it out in the Actually, States, only four seasons are pretty much worth it because they're the ones that were written by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, the last okay. three seasons, he kind of fell out with the network and then they got oh, really? somebody else in to write it. Oh, I didn't realise. And he's kind of disavowed those three seasons. Right, I see. Okay. But yeah, so I found that and it's great and it's really good thing to listen to it's about an hour mm-hmm. i put it on i'm watching the west wing at the moment with my son my eldest son who really loves politics great and we both love it together and we listen to the podcast and there's some good stuff on there cool the second one is that the company i work for on a day-to-day but yeah you'll be surprised to know i don't do this for a living the well, this is the first time i think either of us have mentioned our job so far in any oh, okay. episode so this is a nice little yeah you know peek up the wizard skirt and yeah exactly well i won't, I won't tell you what what the, the name of the company is but because it was blue monday this this week on yep. the, i think it's the 16th they gave everybody a 500 pound cost of living bonus on wow. that day that had come straight out of the main shareholder we got one main shareholder who kind of straight out of his pocket more than half a million quid he just put in for the cost of living for the people that are struggling and put that in to, to to make sure that everybody was all right. Dear listener, I am currently just doing the sums. So you might be doing it, just working out what £500,000 is divided by five 
hundred pound. Well, that'd be a thousand, won't it? You got a thousand, yeah. Well, I mean, are you need a calculator for that? <laughs> I didn't know I was Stop using me. a calculator. I might have been doing that in my head, as far as the listeners concerned. <laughs> you dick, <laughs> ruining the magic. Wow, ruining it's the magic. Like literally got a calculator out <laughs> to define. 500,000 by 500. You, you may the be, clue is literally in the number. You, you, may, you may be amused to hear that. <laughs> I, no, actually, I'm not going to say what I do for a living. Don't. <laughs> client might listen to this. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I thought it was a really good thing, yeah. a, a nice thing. That is um, a lovely thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And some people really need it, and it was a great thing to do. So that's my, favorite, my, my best thing that happened this week. Great. I think that we, we, we've both had a little bit of magic dust sprinkled on us this week, then. For yeah, I think so. I think it's been a good week, and uh, I hope that you listeners at home have had... Just take a little bit of time to think about the best thing that happened in your week. Absolutely, that's such a good point. We should put that into any kind of like spiel that we do about this in the future. That yeah. that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, make it sound like that's what we're thinking about the whole time. Because it's not all wading through excrement to find rose. Is that sorry? Is that what I, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to? Yeah, no, that's basically it. No, yeah. you got it. You got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is. Just yeah. saying. And yeah. if it is, don't worry. Next week. There might be something better. There might be more roses than excrement. Exactly. And uh, in a caravan. Well, that was a good segment. I'm going to ding the bell and we're going to crack on. Yeah. Time now for quick fire bests on our theme this week of comedy. It is my turn to ask the questions and I'll be putting five quick fire best questions to Mark. He's not seen these questions, not heard. We haven't discussed it, have we, Mark? Nope, not at all. Exactly. I well, mean, I begged and begged and begged, and you just wouldn't tell me exactly. any of them beforehand. Honestly, the emails I've had this week, the, <laughs> the, what, the WhatsApp messages... Oh, and <sighs> I, I don't really have your kids, by the way. Okay, <laughs> Just FYI. Hey, you're welcome to them. <laughs> I've been drinking when I sent that, so I apologise. <laughs> Take my wife, please. <laughs> please. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Best 1980s comedian. Ooh, now then. So I'm... Okay, so I'm going to have to come at this from what I found funny as a child in yeah. the 1980s. Yeah. Who did I find funny? Oh, I, I liked... I used to really enjoy the Russ Abbott show. Yes. That, and it had Les Dennis in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Dustin G for a while. Yeah. Oh, I don't, who's Dustin G? He was, it was Les Dennis and Dustin G who were like a comedy partnership. Right. He, Dustin G then died. Oh, did he? Keep it light, Mark. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, so... Too soon? I mean, not, I just want to stress, though, yep. I don't think I would find it funny if I watched it back now, but at the time, I enjoyed it. It's funny, when I wrote this question down, it, I, I kind of thought it could be taken quite a lot of ways. The cool comedians of the... the Eddie Murphys... The, this is quick fire. There's no times. Yeah, exactly. There's no time for all the deliberation. Mine would have been Bob Monkhouse. Oh, yeah, Bob actually, because... Anytime I hear like some jokes, he was like the the, the one line yeah. king, wasn't Maestro. he? Maestro. Yeah, um, okay, so anyway, on next best comedic book. Well, well, we mentioned. I mean, I Alan Partridge. Yes, I really enjoyed. I'm sorry to have brought it up again. Let me see if I can think of a. Did better you read one. that, or did you listen to the audio book? I read it. I, yeah. No, I listened to the audio book. Oh, wow. Right, and okay. it gives it. A, well, and I read it. Gives you, it a completely other dimension. I like. I have. Listened, and this is apropos for for the theme this week. I once listened to all of it in a car, the audiobook, on the way back from the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, interesting! Our friend Darren yes. and, and I coming back 
And he'd done this thing where he'd like rented out space in his car to random people, sort of, which yeah. is like an online sort of service you could do. Nice. So there was four of us, and no, nobody was really talking. I think everyone had a bit of a heavy week at the festival. Yeah. So we all basically sat in silence for nine hours and just, I think, all enjoyed because we were all laughing. <laughs> Just listen to the audiobook for, yeah, so that was good. Nice. So, Great. Okay, it's good. Mine would be Roger's Profanosaurus, the Viz. Oh, I, I used to love Viz. I, I, I got it when I was, I think, probably 17 or 18. Yeah. And it just provided me with, you know, kind of miles and miles of smiles. The Viz top oh God, tips. I'm sorry about that. Yes, some of the best writing I think I've ever. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't read him for a long time, but when I used to in my teens, yeah, and fuck me, that used to make me laugh a lot. It's still, it's still good, good, still stuff. strong, good stuff. Uh, next, a best comedy gig you've ever seen? Well, well, this actually alludes to something we might be talking about a bit later. But I'm just trying to think if I'm not going to step on my toes for later on. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, but or earlier on, so depending I, on where this makes or the where edit. this comes, yeah, this is it because so of, because of editing magic. Exactly, I get it. So yep. maybe if you just say what it is, and then you just make sure we put this after we've done the best stand-up comedian. Oh, that's that's really fucking with my head, though. I don't really understand. Again, podcasting is like time travel, and I'm not sure I like it. It isn't actually like time travel, though, is it? It's a bit like time travel. You know, I so now I've put pressure on you to put it later on in the edit. I mustn't do is touch myself. That's, that's the main thing I <laughs> think I remember from time travel. That you never touch yourself well, when you're traveling. You shouldn't touch yourself anyway because you'll go blind. Listen, <laughs> it's a podcast, they can't see. Okay, fair enough. Right, best comedy gig I've ever been to. Oh, well, I've been to Edinburgh a few times. What have I seen that I really liked? Lo- I mean, loads of stuff. I- oh, I mean, I can't remember the name of the the tour. But it would have been a Stuart Lee. Okay. I've seen Stuart Lee a few times. And, yeah, when when he's on form, he's, that's quite a thing to see, for sure. Absolutely right. right. Next, best comedy song. Best comedy song. That's a good... Well, again, you're sort of stepping on some one of your oh, yeah. quick-fire things okay. later. But best comedy song. So Tim Minchin, yeah. I really like. Yep. I just can't think of which ones he's done. He did one about religion that I ever seemed to Thank you God about the Pope. Well, the Pope like song. As thank you God about his friend's mum who loses her sight, which is very kind of, you know, sarcastic yeah. about God. There's lots of one. There's uh, the Bible song that he does yep. from one of his tours. But I think I'm not going to go for that. Okay. I just remembered one I really do like. Yep. It's the Monty Python's Philosopher's Song. Nice. Yeah. Love that. That's a good one. Mine would probably be if anybody asking, it's time by Flight to the Concourse. Oh, God, yeah. Anything by them. Cracking. Terrific. But yeah. I do love... I, one of my favourite genres of comedy is probably musical comedy. I love Ooh. Victoria Wood, Tim Minchin. You know, I just love all that. So. I might need to now write another <laughs> quick fire thing for you. <laughs> OK. Oh, well, you know. Uh, as long as you put... No, we won't start doing the edit. No, either. no, no. <laughs> and then the last one for me is Best Animated Comedy Series. Right. That's so. I have so I have to say Simpsons. You don't, but nobody's going to make you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to say Simpsons. No, when during its heyday, and I think it's past its heyday. I now, completely agree. With I'm you. not. I've watched a few of the latest season of the yeah. Simpsons that have just been coming out this, you know, in the last several months. Um, and I'm, it's, it used to be. Yeah. As soon as I had it. I would watch it. Now I've got they're knocking around on my laptop for months and I'm just like never fancy it because I just don't think it's gonna be good enough. Yeah, I agree. But 
whether it was I was at the right age yep. for it, or whether it used to be better, or a bit of both. Yep. But there was a time, and it was just season after season after season of absolute quality. Yeah, I agree. So I think it was struggle. That being said, the funniest thing I think out now is Rick and Morty. Okay. It's phenomenally good. It's in, This last half of the season, actually, is very meta. Right. It goes... Paul, by the way, hasn't... No, seen. I haven't. No, no. That's why yeah, Mark's telling me about this. But, yeah, it's very meta, and we, normally they do brilliantly, and it's hilarious. There's yep. a couple of episodes in the latest season... It was so fucking meta. I thought, well, maybe that got away from me <laughs> really a, a bit. bit like, but in general, I think that's the best one at the moment. That's good. And that is the end of my quickfire questions. It was quick. It was snappy. And it's done. Ring the bell. We're on to the next segment now. And this is the new segment that we've done. I think, hopefully, that people would have enjoyed it in the last episode, but it's the quiz round. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, exactly. So I texted my brother shortly after we agreed what this week's theme was, and he got back to me within an hour. Thanks, with, Neil. With these questions. So, yeah, again, thanks, Neil. Great friend of the pod. Right. We agreed last week. Relative, relative, of, relative the of the pod. Sorry, absolutely right. Okay, so this week's quiz is... Tommy Cooper jokes. Tommy Cooper jokes. What's the punchline? Oh, love that. Here are five Tommy Cooper jokes. Yep. I'll give you the feed line, but what's the punchline? Nice. Okay. So we're, again, because I can't look at the answers until we're done, we're going to do all the questions first. Yep. Paul and I are going to write down our answers. With a pen and a paper. With a pen paper. and paper. Yep. Real, real analogue stuff. Yep. And then afterwards we will read out the right and see how well we do. Absolute podcast gold. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. Right, here we go. Oh, hang on, he's got some more information here. Uh, A couple of points. Oh, go on. One, I don't think you need to give the exact answer. You should get a point if you're along the right lines. Okay. Okay. That's nice of him. Yeah, isn't it? Two, you could even give a point for a wrong answer if it's still funny. It's subjective, isn't it? Yeah, but... Because I find virtually nothing... This is subjective, though, Paul. Nothing you say funny. (laughs) Okay, that's that's very hurtful. Especially of this episode of all episodes, to say that to me, very hurtful. You want a friend? Buy a dog. Number th- and th- third point, I think at least one of them is actually a Tim Vine joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, he's I, got to admire his honesty. I'm starting you? to think he doesn't put as, <laughs> m- as much preparation into this as we think. Right, I'll try not to look too far ahead to get a okay. jump start on another question. Right, go. Number one, police arrested two kids yesterday. One was drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. Okay. Police arrested two kids yesterday. One was drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. Oh, I don't fucking know what that is. I have no idea. Hang on. Yeah, I got it. Move on. Yeah, number two. Oh, fuck you. Okay, number two. So I rang up a local building firm. I said, I want a skip outside my house. He said... Yeah, I know this one. Yeah... Okay, I think I've got something for that. I think that might be a Harry Hill joke. Oh, really? Here's the third one. So I went to the dentist. He said, say ah. I said, why? He said... Yeah. I'm not sure I know that either. Yeah, I got it. Right, okay, yeah, got something down. Number four. Yes. A policeman stopped me and said, would you please blow into this bag, sir? I said, what for, officer? He said... I know this one. Oh, I'm not sure on this one. Hang on. Please blow into this bag. No, come on. On we go. Here we okay. go. Oh, no, I don't know this that one. Go and on. number five. 
I went to the doctors the other day, and I said, have you got anything for wind? Okay, uh, okay. Okay, I've got something for that as yeah. well. All right, okay. So, let's read them back again. And okay. Tell me what, what you've got. So, I, I didn't get anything for one. So, police arrested two kids yesterday. One was drinking battery acid, and the other was eating fireworks. What's the obvious answer? One's been charged, the other's let off. Oh, fucking yes, of course it is. God damn Mark's brain. <laughs> Curse you, Mark's brain. Next, so I rang up a local building firm. I said, I want a skip outside my house. He said... Do we want, mate? It's free world? Yeah, I said, nobody's stopping you. Okay, okay. fair enough. I yeah, I think well, well, we'll see. Yeah. Because we haven't actually checked the answers. Oh, yet. I thought we've checked... Okay. Oh, hang on. Well, I haven't got the answers up. Hang on, unless he's got the questions... And the answers in the same one. Yeah, hang on. Oh, bloody hell. It's good to see we've done uh, an awful lot of preparation to, um... for this segment. Mark is now scrolling... Through his iPhone. Yeah, keep talking, Paul. Keep talking. Keep 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 him keep him entertained. Oh, here uh, we go. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, we have. Okay, fine. So oh. I rang up a building firm. Yeah. So the charge and let off is right. I'm not stopping you. I think we both get a point yeah. for that. Then. So I went to the dentist. He said, "Say ah." I said, "Why?" He said, "My wife's just died." Ah, uh, well, I've put my dog's died. Oh, but... which is correct. <laughs> okay, but I think that's in the right. Unless I get do get more points for getting it exactly right. No, I don't think I don't think that's not what it said at all. Fucking hell! Right, okay. A policeman stopped me and said, "Would you please blow into this bag, sir?" I said, "What for, officer?" He said, "I don't know this one." I've got this right. My chips are too hot. Oh, love that! Lovely stuff. And finally, I went to the doctors the other day and I said, "Have you got anything for this wind?" Oh, so what have you got? Oh, hang on a minute, because you said, "Have you got anything for wind?" Oh. And I said, have you tried oh, no, baked sorry, no, beans? No, it is. No, it is. Have you got anything for wind? Yeah, sorry. I said, yes. Have you tried baked beans? Ah, uh, well, I... I bet it's kite, isn't it? It presumably. is. So yeah. I've, I've written down, so he gave me a parka, like a wind coat thing. Oh, yeah. But... I don't think anybody gets any points there, do they? No. I mean, especially the listener. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no Nobody wins that. that. Least of all the no, listener. Absolutely. Okay, so I think I got three then. I think I also got three. Oh, it's a draw. Yeah. Right, so that's like uh, just Neil Poirier, I guess. Is, is, has Neil done a tiebreaker? He hasn't. Oh, what's the point? Oh, well, I'll make a note. I mean, genuinely, what's the point? Next time, do a tiebreaker. I mean, first of all, there's all these wishy-washy rules that, that have come across all of oh, a sudden. Yep, yep, yep. And now there's no tiebreaker. I mean, I don't want to give him more work, but at the same time, I'd like to give him more work. <laughs> so, sorry, I've written it down. Thanks. I'll be having words, don't Thanks, worry. if you could, I'd, that'd be great. Well, I'll, I'll get him whipped into shape, don't you worry about Thanks. that. Thanks. Well, Excellent. Well, in all seriousness, Neil, thank you again for that. Really appreciate it. That's a, that's a good segment, I think. Yeah, do but better next time, then. Do Neil. better next time, Neil. But still, I think it's got the making I, of a good segment. I did, I did like it. I did like the the, the format of the. So far, he's done two good ones so far, hasn't he? he? Has. It's a bit out of left field. Oh, I'd like it. Yeah, he's a good quizzer, is my brother. Yeah, well, relative of the pod. And just to recap, it's still one nil to me. Well, no, it's it's one and a half. If we're doing it like the Ryder Cup, we're not presumably. doing that. No, we're not doing that. Like one and a half, half. No, I'm not. That's just work. We can just like it's it's negate so you get itself. Nothing. You get nothing at all. You're still on nothing. Zero. You're on zero. But I've got just as many points Listen, as you did. I'm on keeping the... the score in my head, and that's just how my head. It's, not... it's in my head. It's already generally there. not my fault that your brother is too lazy to do a tiebreaker. <laughs> that's assuming you would have won the tiebreaker. Well, You're lucky it's not two nil in my head. Anyway, it, that was a draw. Ring was, the bell. Was a good quiz. I'm ringing the bell. Ring the bell.
Now, the next segment is going to be another quickfire round. This Chill. is where one of us will fire five quick best subcategories at the other, and they will come back with no time to prepare an answer, just stream of consciousness, top of your head stuff. Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Excellent. Okay, so... Number one, here it comes. Best comedy musician. Oh, best! I'm a big fan of of comedy music. Mm-hmm. Last year, I went to see this person in Cardiff with my son, who's also a big fan of his, Tim Minchin. Yes, I mean, oh, he's an obvious one, isn't he? Yeah, musical genius. Absolutely. Yep. Just absolutely love him. A couple of other I got here: Les Dawson. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And Victoria Wood. Yeah. Let's do it. Is, oh, yeah. I love that one. When I first oh, heard that, that was I often my world. revisit that on YouTube when, you? when I'm having a bad day. Oh, because fair play. The, love it. The, yeah, the lyrics and the just the virtuosity of the playing as well is amazing. Come on. Good stuff. Yes. Next, best sketch show of all time. Best sketch show of all time. Global. I mean, we're talking Britain and, or UK and the States right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. So there's a couple I could choose from here, some honourable mentions. I really like that Mitchell and Webb look. Um, mm-hmm. That's very good. Every season of Fry and Laurie, always oh, brilliant. That is good stuff. Oh, I heard an interesting fact about that. Oh, so a lot of the canned laughter that you might hear on the BBC, yeah. well, at least at one time, yeah. came from recordings of the audience for a little bit of Fry and Laurie. Really? Yeah. Apparently that's where the BBC had their stock yeah. canned laughter library from. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So, But I, I would say right back slap bang in my sort of formative comedy years i would say it was big train that is top of my list is it if i was if i could reach you now i'd high five you for <laughs> pod high five pod high five boom nice we'll put in the effect after yeah please do yeah excellent you just can't go wrong can no. you yeah, so I, many great sketches that come from that so much yeah. uh, just every, and i think the very first I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, actually, I might be wrong, but I think the very first sketch of the very first episode yeah. was the one where Simon Pegg's driving along and he hits something in his car. Yeah. And he gets out and there's a giant tortoise and it's led on its back and he's hit a tortoise. And he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I didn't see you. You came out of nowhere. Are you okay? And he was like, talk to me. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> and then he flips the tortoise on its other side and he's, on the written on his back is Jacques. And he was like, oh, excusez-moi, ça va, monsieur? <laughs> and he was like, oui, ça va bien, merci. <laughs> just beautiful. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. It. just incredibly good, brilliant standard. Love it. Right, good answer. Next, then, let's go for best comedy children's entertainer. And I'd be interested to know from your childhood yep. or as a parent, of children now. Oh, okay. And how they compare, perhaps. Oh, so from when I was growing up, oh, God, I don't think there was huge amounts of good... So I was thinking of the two, the Crankies. Oh, yes, of course. Maybe even... It was um... a bit creepy, the Crankies, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was his wife. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... Who, the guy yeah, who dressed up too, as a schoolboy. Scr- you want to scratch too deep beneath no. the uh, veneer of that, do you? No, don't Google the Crankies, everyone. I have heard, and I'm sure this is apocryphal, but I've have oh, heard cool. that they were quite well known for like swinging and stuff like that. Do we have to, we have to have the lawyers look up over this. <laughs> yeah, when you just heard like the last two <laughs> sentences redacted. Exactly. Unfortunately, I, I won't say it again because I just have to redact that. Bird so. song put over the top. So I always found, I suppose, oh, God, yeah, really, when I was growing up, 
comedians that, that were focused for children. Oh, there was Bob Carroll, G's and Spit the Dog. Yes. Are always yep. funny. All right. Yeah, I'll, that's what I'll go for. Good answer. Oh, and, and for my kids. Yes. So when they so were... I'm thinking like, Mr. is there a Mr. Mr. Tumble? Tumble. So yep. Mr. Tumble... Yeah, very good. More sort of quite educational, yeah. quite good. Yeah, right then, and then you're right. Is he like Justin? Fl- no, he's good. He's brilliant. Justin Fletcher then did a that we always used to love a, a sort of a children's sketch show. Oh yeah, it was called Giggle Biz, which was amazing, <laughs> amazing, really good, and very kind of sort of Mr. Beanie. You know those you often see those kind of. Foreign. That <laughs> makes me sound awful. <laughs> it's like the disdain in your voice. <laughs> these foreign. Oh, yeah. have it in the ass. <laughs> these these kind of slightly foreign, like prank shows. Okay. That you see, there's always like like the kid like runs up to the camera, and goes hee, and then like runs off and does something, and then comes. No, no, no so idea. Just me. I've dreamt this anyway. Yeah, <laughs> giggle base. Brilliant. Right, okay. And finally, yes. what's the best joke you could remember and recite to us right now? Oh, my God. I know. Tough, right? The best joke I can remember. Can you, know, Ed, you know any jokes? If like, you, you want to tell a joke, if you, you've got, everyone's got like one or two in the back pocket, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure, right? I don't, God, man. You can make one up. I'm quite, I'm normally all right at jokes. Yeah, you're, you're a funny guy. I'm amazed I've, that you just haven't been able to reel off the load. completely right blank on jokes. No, I can't do it. Well, I, the, 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 have you got one? The, the, the one I always go to, because it's on. very hard to remember lots. Yes. But I've, I've got one. If someone says, tell me a joke, this is the joke I would tell them. Yes. Guy goes for a job interview. Yeah. And the interviewer says, what's one of your biggest weaknesses? Yeah. And the guy says, oh, I can be a bit too honest sometimes. Yeah. And the interviewer said, I don't think that's necessarily a weakness. And the guy says, I don't give a fuck what you think. I've, I've, That's a decent joke, right? It's a decent it joke. Usually goes down well, you know. I've, well. I've, I've gone. Go on. So see, do- that's what you need, isn't yeah, it? A little you bit. You yeah. need a little bit. So Doctor Schrodinger is driving along in his car up yep. the motorway, yep. and he gets pulled over by the police. Yeah, and the policeman sort of pulls him over. And says, "Do you know you were you were speeding?" And Doctor Schrodinger says, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I think I've, you know, I've, you know, I'm okay. I'm sorry, officer. So I'm going to have to search your car." And so I okay, go on then. So he sits there for a bit and waits, and the uh, police officer opens his boot and goes into his boot and rummages around for a bit and comes back to the window and says, did you know you've got a dead cat in a box in your boot? (laughs) And Dr. Schrodinger says, well, I do know. Okay, right, yep, 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 got it. Yeah, thanks. It's yep. it's quite a high brow. Why that one just came to my head, I don't know. Mm. It's not the funniest, is it? I was just trying to add up how many I've asked you so far. I can't remember if that's five or four. So hang on, that's one. So I asked you, best musician, best sketch show, best children's entertainer. Oh, I've got one more. Oh! So. Awesome. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Best comedy podcast. Oh, interesting. I um, mean, present company excluded, oh, obviously. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, we, we've, got, we've got to think mine would be, consi- for a consistently good approach, I think it would be off menu. Oh, with okay. James A. Castor and Ed Gamble. Nice. I, I'm a big fan of it. Love. Yeah. They get really good it's guests. It's a good format, on. isn't it? Yeah, it's a great format. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really jealous. When we were trying to think about doing a podcast, I, that was obviously yeah. like a sort of prototype that we kept coming back to. Like, yeah, we want something with a, a hook. A hook, and there's yeah. some sort of, you know, we do the same format and things like that. Yeah. And, they're super um, funny. They're good at what they do. They get some good guests. 
I, I, I like food. I'm a foodie anyway. So, yeah. I, We've so. got so far to go until we could attract the sort of guest that you need to be able it's, to do something like that. It's absolutely true. But we'll get there, buddy. We will. We just keep climbing I mean, away. That's, that's, you know, maybe. But what I worry about is that kind of with our kind of continual improvement, we get a guest on one week and then we kind of go, yeah, they weren't too brilliant. So we need a better guest next week. <laughs> You're just like, oh god! Did you, god, did you see their mic, mic technique? Yeah, God, what an amateur! Yeah, maybe. Yeah. good stuff. Thank, Thank you. you. That was good. Good, good, quick fires. Nice one. So, with that, I think I'm going to ding the bell and on to the next segment. Boom. We're moving on now. We are going to do another establish the best, like a big sort of in depth investigation forensic yeah we're going to try and keep it a little bit shorter aren't we maybe rain sort of well we're not going to tie ourselves down but some of these we thought might have gone on a bit long in the past so yeah i think especially last week i think we we kind of just just maybe went round in circles a little bit so this is going to be much more incisive we're going to get right to the nub of it a little bit quicker absolutely excellent right so and the subtopic for this section is best stand-up comedian which is a bit on the nose considering the thing, but I think worthy. Yeah. It's a good, it, I, it's certainly something I've got some opinions about. Yes. So far, every main theme we've done has been something that I've got some opinions of. I'm worried that at some point we're going to run out of those and we're going to get into stuff that I've never really thought about. I've got no interest in and I've never really had any experience of. But, but I the, suppose, the, yeah, you, you'll always have... I mean, even if your opinion on one of those things is I don't have much of an opinion and I'm happy to be convinced into something. I guess so. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. But for now, I feel like I'm on reasonably solid ground. Yep. Best stand-up comedian. I, I, uh, before we start, I'd like to make a confession. I, I haven't established in my head yet... Who I think is the best stand-up comedian? Interesting. So you could be potentially. I could is be it one of the things that you've written down, or could you be persuaded of something else completely different? I, I well, I think I've got a lot written down here. I've done a little bit of. I've I've gone to the internet. Oh, it's this best new, friend. Yeah, and I've kind of grown up with comedy. I've loved comedy since probably the first. Time I snuck downstairs to watch Friday Night Live. Oh, I was kind of thought you were going to say the first time my mum kissed my belly, <laughs> the blue raspberries on my belly. No, yeah, and I was a comedy fan ever funny. since. She was hilarious at times <laughs> with the tickling. But no, when I, I used to sneak down and watch Friday Night Live and watch Ben Elton and oh uh, yeah, and uh, a bit uh, of politics, yeah, a little bit of politics, Mrs. Thatch, etc. And you know, Fry and Laurie do sketches, and you know, Rick Mail and those guys. Yeah, and so ever since then I've been sort of fan of. I've in live comedy a lot i you know quite what, what environments are we going are you seeing live comedy like big shows that come to town or are you going to festivals or I, it's funny enough i've always something i've always wanted to do is go to the edinburgh festival okay. and i will get to do it yeah. in the next kind of couple of years hopefully great generally um uh, back in my sort of 20s and 30s i would i'd go to the smaller comedy clubs in bristol probably uh, yeah. been to a few with you in the past jesters the jesters yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but then sort of Often not, I will go to the the old Vic or the the Hippodrome in Bristol or the the Beacon as it is now. It used to be the Colston, you know, and watch. No, it's like not called the Colston Hall anymore. No, no, they've changed it because of the Colston statue. Oh, they so got that. No, they got changed. It's in the now end. called the Bristol oh. Bristol Beacon, but Fair it's enough. not it's not finished yet. Right, yeah. uh, it's 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 just being built again. Yeah, because I don't know whether you know the troublesome entrepreneur slash 
slave trader. I don't know how much into comedy he was anyway, to be honest. No, so, I, don't think um, he, I don't think he was a fan, really. To no. be I don't think he was that funny a guy, to be honest. No, agreed. He find it funny getting pushed into the uh, docks. <laughs> he didn't, did he? Lack of a sense of humour. So, yeah, I've got quite a lot written down here. I've also sort of put to one side American stand-ups. I've got to two me, American, American though, stand-ups are quite a different breed, and they always have felt... A different breed. I, I I respect and I like a lot of American. Who are you thinking of when you're thinking of like? I, I'm thinking of sort of the the, the big sort of Dave Chappelle's right. back in the day, Eddie Murphy, yep. Steve Martin, even. Yeah. I, I, I you know I do like Steve Martin. So I've got in that just because you're sort of yeah. in that sort of ballpark. I think I've got Richard Cryer down here. Yeah. No, I've seen some of his shows. Yeah. Not that long ago, like as an adult. Yep. And I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. So he he was on my list probably from an American perspective. It would be top of my list, I think. Yeah, I think that I think I suppose I don't know. Top of my list, I suppose for American would probably be Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay. And that's probably from the series, and then watching his stand up as well. That's come yeah. from that. I never really got into Seinfeld. Everyone tells I should, but I think is it is it one of these things that. The first season isn't amazing, and it gets really good after that. And I just haven't made it through the first season. Yeah, I probably. I think it does get better slowly. With Seinfeld, but there's often standout episodes in seasons, so mm. that are very, very good. Right. So you know, so so those are sort of yeah. I I wouldn't. I love Seinfeld, but it's not one of my absolute favourites. Yeah. But just a, a very good. Yeah, you know, America, that genre of comedy, almost. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, very quickly, whilst we're on America, the yeah. other one I've got written down here, Bill Hicks. Don't know if you're a fan of him. So I've got Bill Hicks and Dennis Leary written down. Oh, Dennis Leary yeah. was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rip-off almost of Bill Hicks sometimes. Going back to a previous question, though, maybe, depending on how we edit this, best, best <laughs> or, comedy or song. Yeah. Asshole. Dennis Leary, asshole. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, That's actually a pretty good song as well. It's a great comedy song. But I, 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 I have never really been a fan of extreme anger in comedy. Right, okay, fair I, enough. I, it always kind of jars with me a bit. Oh, also, when I was... Bill, kind of, Bill Hicks, pretty yeah. angry, pretty angry yeah, comic. And Dennis Leary, that yeah, whole... Yeah. I, I find it funny, and, and I can watch it, but I, I, I don't tend to go back and re-watch and re-watch fair enough. the same shows. It sort of jars with me a bit. It's the same a, a little bit that I have with comedy that is trying to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, I find a bit like preachy. I I, I like storytelling comedians. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I've got written down here again. Let's stray a bit again now. Let's go to another. I've got Dave Allen written down as yes. interesting. Well, I mean, okay. Oh, that's interesting. I would never have thought of him, but yeah, that's... technically a sit-down comedian. I suppose. I, I used to really enjoy. Again, that would be something that we would watch as a family yeah. back in the day. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen. My dad laugh as much as as watching David Dave oh, Allen really? on, on on a Sunday night. I've got what that in my head. Maybe it was um, Ronnie Corbett as well yeah, doing Robbie, his like monologue yeah, thing. Yeah, in in his chair. So I've always loved that sort of you know take you on a journey, that storytelling type of yeah. stand up. Yeah, and and that's you know those the sort of Bill Hicksy, Stuart Lee again as well. I don't know. I I, I admire him. Yeah. I, I really admire his craft. I watch everything that I can of his. Yeah. But it's not something I rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. What I've liked. So I, I, I love Stuart Lee. Yeah. I've seen him live lots of times. <clears throat> I say lots of times, three or four times, probably. Yeah. Um, 
I love his show as well. But seeing him live is amazing because he has, uh, I think it's feigned, but he does it. He delivers everything so, so dryly. Yeah. It's really quite hard to know exactly. But he has so much disdain for his audience. Yeah. Or actually, no, he has disdain. This has been a running theme in a number of things of half his audience. Right. He keeps trying to divide the audience yeah. all the way through the show. It's like half of you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> And the other half of you are loving this. Yeah. And that is just a constant going. And as a member of that audience, I, I don't know, it just works for me. I find that very, very amusing. I, I think it's hugely intelligent. I think his sort of method of delivery and his writing yep. allows that to happen, right? I wonder you know. sometimes when he is writing, whether or not he's sort of doing it and he's getting so meta and he's sort of got so far off the thing. Yeah. Whether, whether he sort of stops and going... No, come on, Stuart. They, they can't, this, you can't do this. They're just going to sit down and listen to you read this sort of thing. Or whether he knows enough now, he's been doing it long enough to know, no, actually, yeah, that will translate onto stage. They'll, they'll sit there and follow this just yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've got, I mean, my first ever proper stand-up gig was when I was, I think I was about 14, and I went into Bristol on the bus, and I went to see Lee Evans oh, right, okay. at the Bristol Old Vic. And I was, there was cheap tickets because there were, there was seating on the stage for some reason, wow. right next to Lee Evans. Jesus. And, and they were cheap tickets. Yeah, they were cheap tickets because they really? were funny kind of, you know, right. and, and, but I, what I didn't realise is the amount Lee Evans sweats. Well, he's known for it, but I've never seen it up close. So yeah. I, I got literally sprayed quite a few times. Really? I a physical comedian, as you as love he it, like, were you? Oh, go you were like an Timothy advert, I expect. Exactly, <laughs> but that was quite that, that was quite a formative experience. Jack D, I've I've seen several times live, yep, yep. and Eddie Izzard, oh, yes. you know, live. So th- those would be sort of up in my sort of upper echelons, I suppose, yep. of of classics. My favourite at the moment, this is not necessarily the best, because that's what we're going for. My favourite stand-up at the moment is James Acaster. Oh, well, he's on my list, actually. I saw him at Edinburgh do his show where he was the undercover cop. Yeah, Have you seen that? Yeah. That was brilliant. It was a good venue as well. It was was quite a relatively intimate venue. And I was perhaps just, it was just, I don't know, in the right mood. Yeah. But I laughed like a drain through the the entire thing. He's another one of these that's got a bit of disdain for the audience sometimes. And very kind of dry and very kind of... But I think at the moment, I think, and I expect he'll, you know, he's already quite big. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not tipping him for success. Well, he's also a pretty successful uh, podcaster as well. So he's like direct he uh, That's competition. True. That's true. Can I change pace ever so slightly? Here? Please do. I've, 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 still, I've been speaking a while. Noticing is that pretty much, not exclusively, but yep. we've pretty much only mentioned white men so far. He's a very good, very, very good point. And I just oh, no, to... no, to be fair, we've done, we've mentioned Richard Pryor yes, and Eddie gonna... Murphy yep. and Kevin Hart and okay, true. Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle, true. So and true thank enough. you. Yep. All right. Yep. Absolutely. But actually, no women. No women. Yep. So I just wanted to address that and redress that. Go on. One of the greatest comedy shows I've ever seen, and one I just, I think I enjoyed myself the most at. It was. A, have you heard of McCuncliffe? It's a comedy festival in Wales, like West Wales. I think I haven't. No. It's 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 quite well known on the, on the on the scene. Yeah. It's a bit of a industry type thing. Right. So you get a lot of big names there. It's this tiny little Welsh town. Mm-hmm. The drive there is phenomenal. Oh wow! And loads of big names go there, and it's kind of like a run up to. It's done in May, I think. It's one of oh, the okay. main like, holidays. Run up to Edinburgh. Run up to Edinburgh. So I think they're just finalising things. Yeah. So you get big names come and do very small rooms. Okay. But the name I saw, so basically it was an afternoon. I hate to go on about drinking again because I 
no, I've mentioned it in every single episode. No, I can't, no. But the point was, I hadn't been drinking. It was a mid-afternoon okay. one. Lovely. So it was a good, good for you. Yeah, I know, right? But the fact that that was, you know, remarkable <laughs> that I hadn't been drinking is not. Drink. I'm just remarking on the fact that yeah. it was mid-afternoon yeah. and I hadn't yet started drinking. <laughs> drinking because it was like two o'clock. Because normally, yeah, go on. but normally when I go to watch comedy, I would have a couple of drinks yeah. probably. Um, and it was, but it hadn't done that. And it was a female comedian I'd never heard of before. You might have heard of her because she's on, been on quite a few podcasts and she's done lots of stuff since that. But Lou Sanders. Oh uh, yes, yeah. And her set. I just loved it. Yeah. So, you know, as a completely sober, she made me laugh constantly. Yep. And it was like a bit zany. It was a little bit abstract, some of it. She's got a, quite an intense energy on stage. Yeah. Subsequently, having heard her on a few podcasts. Yeah. I, I, oh, the other thing is, I kind of fell in love with her a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. You know, like, and it's like, because, yeah. you know, I found her a bit attractive. I know that's probably... That's not, fine to say, you mate. Know, you're okay. But, and also, you find a woman attractive... Uh, or, you know, whichever All gender sudden, you're attracted to, yeah. and they make you laugh, yeah. oh, my God, that's like an absolute, you know... Hey, you, you want to speak to my wife? <laughs> I was going to say, it's the sense of humour that keeps do, her interested. Do you think, do you think that, that anybody <coughs> as attractive as my wife falls in love with this yeah. facade? It's it's the it's the sense it's, of humour. You, you give her the funnies, that's what you provide. Exactly, that's it, it. that's yeah. it. I make her laugh. She yeah. laughs at me. Mainly, I anyway, think. I kind of fell in love with her a bit during this set, and I've seen her. Then I saw her at Edinburgh a couple of times. But yeah, that one set, I thought, she, yeah, just fantastic, yeah. really good stuff. Oh, I was going to say actually, I've heard her on a few podcasts re- recently. Yes, and as it was over the years, and I've been a little bit worried about about her. Okay, I think I mean she's spoken quite openly about sort of mental health issues and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's been like she, just... she. I think I first she first came to notice my notice when she was on Taskmaster. Oh, okay. She, oh, I don't, what, haven't really seen much of that. She so. won Taskmaster oh, Series Eight, oh, I think, of Taskmaster. That was she, she good she on won. that? Did you really good that? and really funny and yeah. and clever, obviously oh, yeah, yeah. as well. She's quite, you know. I can see why so, you might be sort of, you know, getting married. Yeah, at if, some point if you're in the listening, Lou, and you're interested, you know, the the, the email address again is the best podcast pod at gmail.com. Do do feel free to do get in touch. Get, please get in touch. I'm in Bristol and I'm single. But <laughs> anyway, that's not what this is about. No, that's not what this is. <laughs> I've I've also I've got Sarah Silverman written down. Oh yes. Stand up wise. Yep, yeah. Um, Very good. Who is is great. Again, maybe on that slightly angry side yep. of things for me as well. Amy Schumer is, is always very funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same as you. I haven't really especially English or British kind of comedians. Sindhu V, I, I, I hear quite a lot of on Radio 4, the news quiz, yeah. those kind of things. Josie so, Long, I saw in Edinburgh oh, once. She Josie was excellent. Long, yeah. Really liked She's these, sort of know. old school, isn't she? Yeah. She's of that sort of... Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. Am I... No. Am I thinking of that? You're thinking... We're thinking of different Josies, I think. Are you thinking of someone who used to be on... Whose line is it anyway? No, no. not her. You're no, not thinking not. Of her. I'm thinking of Josie Long, who right, is okay. a sort of... Very right. Well, I consider on, her sort of like a bit of a, sort of a, a, like a newer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's sort of Stuart Lee kind of, isn't she? I think. No, I sort think of, she's more James Acaster uh, really. uh, generation. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll find if you look back, she's a bit further back. So, what, what, what's your thinking? Where, where are you going? Well, again, with? I haven't really picked one here. The only other thing oh, I've you haven't picked one. Well, I haven't picked well, one. We're doing really well here, only, listeners. The only thing else I've wrote down, which I haven't mentioned yet, and I've never seen them live, to be honest, but I have seen videos of their live. Yep. Reeves and Mortimer. Ah. Now, back in the day, when they came on the scene, yep. what was it? What was their first show called? Um, what was it called? In fact, Reeves' Big Night Out. Big Night Out. Yeah. 
my brother and I, when we were like sort of, I don't know, early teens probably, yep. we would, we were, we had to go to bed. We had a bedtime bef- before that was on. Yep. So we'd record it yep. and we would get up early the next day so we could watch it before school. And oh, we would boy. be in like first thing in the morning. Yeah. Hadn't had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Either of us. Are you sure? Yeah. And oh man, I loved that. But it was, it was like nothing you'd ever seen no. before or since one of one and of, i love them so that was a uh, big big thing for me so i still love uh, bob mortimer uh, everything he does yeah. everything he's on i watch Do you have you ever listened to his podcast athletico Mints? yes a lot now, it's hilarious I've got a friend of mine who's, who loves it and he listens to it religiously i've tried to dip into it and it's completely impenetrable <laughs> yeah there's so many yeah. in things one of my most prized possessions is a program from I think it was 1994, um, the the live Big Night Out show that I went to see. I went to visit my brother at university. He was in Essex, and we went to go and see the live show. And it's like nothing I'd ever seen. I, I watched every you know every episode. Always loved Reeves and Mortimer. Yeah, still still do that sort of anarchic surrealist sort of yep. comedy I wouldn't necessarily count it as stand up though so I'm sorry Mark I'm not ruling it out uh, fair enough okay yeah okay fair yeah. enough so let me just pick one so I'm going to go I think I mean I think of the ones I've mentioned I'm going to go Lou Sanders I think that was probably the one that I've enjoyed the most and okay. it was a bit out of nowhere and I just wasn't expecting it and I'd never yeah. heard of her when I first saw her and she blew me away and just slightly in love with her great stand up and I sort of fell in love with her a bit and one of the things she did Again, a little bit sort of surreal, abstract. Yep. She had a big pound of sugar bag. Yeah. And she sat on a chair and whilst they she poured it over herself whilst they played Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. Right. <laughs> and that was a little That's bit of fun. the set. Yeah, That's good. Fun. So mine, I think, and it's somebody we haven't mentioned yet, but somebody I've been to see three times probably. Mm-hmm. And that's Harry Hill. Lovely. Yep. And his the sort of mixture that he has for me of the storytelling, slightly surreal bits of Reeves and Mortimer, yep. the sort of storytelling of Dave Allen, but in a kind of funny way, quite a sort of a character in himself. But, yeah, I, I, so mine, I think I would go for Harry Hill. So you mentioned him earlier and actually reminded me of one of my favourite Harry Hill jokes. And, I, and I've seen him live once. Yep. And, it, and my favourite of a Harry Hill joke was... My dad always said, fight fire with fire. And that's, that's why he got kicked out of the fire brigade. <laughs> well, that and his snooker wasn't up to it. <laughs> I love that. that, was, that it's just, yeah. yeah good so I, I would say, for me, the best stand-up comedian is Harry Hill. I'm willing to go with that. I I do love love him. I appreciate you perhaps don't haven't seen Lou Sanders. But... No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid I'm... A disadvantage there. I think he's probably reached a sort of greater level of success in his stand-up. Yeah. And I love it, so happy to go. So here's this. We agreed to Harry Hill being the best stand-up comedian. Yeah. And I will go away and make sure I watch a Lou Sanders live show. With a view that you may come back at a later time and change your answer to Lou Sanders if you think it worthy? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. This is amazing. This has never happened. This is a, I think that's absolutely fair. unheard of in as, the best podcast. As you are arguing a point that I am largely ignorant of. Yeah. Which, again... Again, coming from, off the from a position of ignorance. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, All right. uh, so, I like that. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm happy to leave it like that. Awesome. Excellent. Cool. I'm going to ding the bell. Ding. 
That brings us to the end of this episode. So Paul and I have told you about some of our favourite comedy things, and I think we've established some best things. Yeah, best stand-up is Harry Hill. Harry Hill. Best you want to recap the other things. Comedy character is Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge. Yeah, so those were the two main ones. We've done a quiz. We did a quiz, which we drew, so I'm still one nil. I up. should have got half a point for. Fine, I'm 1.5 and you're 0.5 then, if that makes you feel better. It does. So you're off, you're off. I'm off, off the, the mark. You're off the mark. Fine. That's all I need, better momentum. Stuff. But we are going to put our heads together, come up with another theme for another episode. I think we've even got a date already booked, haven't we? I think we have. Next Sunday, I think? Yeah. Excellent. So Paul and I will get together, we'll do another episode and that'll be out very shortly. Again, if ever you want to contact us, if you've got any comments about what we've done, try and be kind if you can. But also if you've got any ideas for topics that we could do best of, do reach out. The email address is thebestpodcastpod at gmail.com. But with that, I think that's all from us today. So I'm going to say goodbye from me, Mark Barron. And goodbye from me, Paul Clayton. 